The Week in Doubt, Episode 308. Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, the host of The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever. Let's see, any housekeeping to take care of before we start? Uh, yeah, I think I did have one correction or clarification to take care of, and I probably would have forgotten all about this if I hadn't peeked at the YouTube channel right before sitting down to record. So the last episode I uploaded to YouTube was the video version of that Neil deGrasse Tyson episode, which actually hasn't been too well received. Some of my recent videos, like the Baphomet documentary and the one about the U.S. missionary killed by the natives of North Sentinel Island, have done rather well, both regarding view count and how they've been received. The Tyson one currently has more downvotes than upvotes, so I was trying to figure out why that was. For starters, it's a rather controversial topic. It has to do with the allegations of sexual misconduct and assault that have been leveled against Tyson. And these he-said-she-said stories involving high-profile figures are always very divisive. No matter how fair or measured you try to be, you'll always have people accusing you of trying the person in the court of public opinion, etc., I think another thing that may have happened is it may be one of those instances where people take issue with the title. I believe I entitled it Neil deGrasse Tyson Response to Sexual Misconduct Allegations. TYT mischaracterizes Patheos. Why did I title it thus? Well, the original TYT clip I was responding to was something to the effect of Neil deGrasse Tyson response to sexual allegations or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty darn close. And Jenk Uger repeatedly mischaracterizes Patheos in said clip. I tried to be exceedingly fair and went out of my way multiple times to make it clear that Jenk slash TYT did issue a correction slash mea culpa. So maybe people take issue with the fact that I still accuse them of mischaracterizing Patheos in the title, even though I knew they apologized. I can kind of get that. I didn't find out about the correction till the last minute, so the title and the script, that was a mostly scripted episode, were all ready to go, and I just did my best to continue on as planned, while at the same time being fair and acknowledging that they did issue a correction. I even mentioned the correction in the video description. Another possibility is that people thought it was actually going to be a direct video response from Neil deGrasse Tyson or something, I don't know. Uh, maybe I should have entitled it My Response to TYT's Response to Neil deGrasse Tyson's Response. Maybe just to be a wise ass and get people off my back, I'll actually do that. Some lady actually sent me a message uh, via YouTube saying, very misleading title, shame on you. I almost responded, then I was like, I, I can't, I can't. But anyway, the clarification I wanted to issue, no, that long-winded preamble wasn't it, concerns a mischaracterization of my own. I was talking about the oldest and most serious of the allegations against Tyson, and I'm sorry to be bringing up this disturbing stuff again, but the accuser claims Tyson of uh, penetrating her without consent about 30 years ago or so. For some reason, I thought her claim was something to the effect that she woke up the morning after and thought or assumed she had been drugged. But it's actually much more serious, precise, and disturbing than that. Her claim is that, and I just looked this up again to make sure I've got my facts right, 
that back in 1984, when they were both studying at the University of Texas, she and Tyson were studying or on a study date, and supposedly he had handed her a glass of water, which she believes may have contained some kind of date rape drug. According to her, she passed out, and when she came to, she was naked with Tyson performing oral sex on her, and when he realized she was awake, he supposedly mounted her and penetrated her vaginally, and she passed out again. And for you more sensitive listeners or listeners who may be victims or survivors yourselves, uh, I apologize for subjecting you to those graphic details. I just wanted to get that correction or clarification out there. Once again, I have no idea what actually happened. Maybe her story is accurate. Maybe it's not. At this point, we're dealing with allegations. And given how long ago the alleged incident took place, we may never know what actually happened, and the statute of limitations is probably up. If it did go down the way she says it did, then it goes without saying that, yes, that obviously constitutes rape, and she was horribly, horrifically violated. A really troubling and disturbing story, and I'll be happy if I never have to discuss it again. So, man, let's move on to uh, something else for now. And I don't know how the hell to appropriately segue out of that last topic. So as awkward uh, a shift as it may be, uh, let's talk about the Free Thought Profit podcast. Uh, so recently, Seamus from the Free Thought Profit was good enough to come on the show. And we had that epic three-hour conversation that you may have uh, listened to. I haven't uploaded that episode to YouTube yet, and I'm not sure if I will. I absolutely love talking to Seamus, and I love the assortment of topics we covered, everything from the occult to politics. But it's so long, I don't know how it would translate to YouTube. If I go in and add visuals to the audio like I usually do, it will take forever given the length. But if I just add a still image and upload it, it might come off as lazy. I don't know. If you're a YouTube viewer and you would like me to upload that conversation, please chime in. If there's enough interest, I'll go ahead and up it. My only criticism of that episode regards myself, and I actually think I mentioned this on the Patreon bonus show I published a day or so ago. Despite how it may sound, I, I didn't have a single drink that night, but I notice when I'm engaged in a long, drawn-out conversation, after a while I start to let my guard down, the New England accent comes into full effect, and I get a bit more liberal with my swearing. So maybe about halfway through, I start to lose a little steam, and it might sound like uh, my brain power's draining a bit. Still a great conversation, though, and I really dig talking with uh, Seamus. And then this past Monday, the Free Thought Profit guys, both Seamus and John Hamill, were good enough to have me on their show to talk about Krampus and the pagan origins of Christmas. I'll keep you guys apprised as to when that episode hits. I'm not sure what I'm going to do for a Christmas episode this year. I can't believe how time's flying. I haven't even released any holiday repeats yet. I was thinking of doing a documentary on the controversial figure known as Zwart Pitt or Zwart Pete or Black Pete in English, but I don't know if I could put that together in time. I think I may have mentioned him in my Companions of St. Nicholas episode some years ago. Then I was thinking of doing a documentary on uh, those Cagane figures, those little Spanish or Catalan statues that depict people defecating. I think I mentioned those in a previous holiday episode, too. And of course, they have uh, Trump ones now. 
Imagine putting a little crapping Trump statue in your nativity scene. Anyway, now how the hell do I segue from that? Well, people aren't too pleased with Patreon, so there's probably a crap joke in there somewhere. Maybe we need a Jack Conti Kagane. Um, I speak at length about my feelings on the whole Patreon situation in that aforementioned bonus episode I just released, but I guess it couldn't hurt to speak a little bit on it again now. In case you're unaware, Patreon has been kicking some big names off of the platform, and it's been causing a backlash. A lot of people who support content creators through Patreon have been leaving the platform as a uh, matter of principle. One of them being uh, our beloved Crocoduck. I actually joked on the bonus show. I was like, well, now that Crocoduck's gone, we're free to talk about him all we want. Joking, of course. I went on to say that. I try not to be sour when someone stops supporting the show via Patreon. And I'm grateful that the person chose to support me at all for as long as they did in the first place. It was actually Crocoduck who informed me that Sam Harris chimed in on the situation. Sam actually decided to close his Patreon account, and here's what he tweeted verbatim. Closing my Patreon account. Dear Patreon supporters, as many of you know, the crowdfunding site Patreon has banned several prominent content creators from its platform. While the company insists that each was in violation of its terms of service, these recent expulsions seem more readily explained by political bias. Although I don't share the politics of the band members, I consider it no longer tenable to expose any part of my podcast funding to the whims of Patreon's quote-unquote trust and safety committee. I will be deleting my Patreon account tomorrow. If you want to continue sponsoring my work, I encourage you to open a subscription at samharris.org slash subscribe. As always, I remain deeply grateful for your support. Wishing you all a very happy new year, Sam. Yeah, so a lot of the band content creators are kind of the controversial right-leaning type. Uh, I guess Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, I used to be able to say his name perfectly. Though. I just butcher it. Milo Yiannopoulos. Okay, was recently banned after only being on the platform for a day. Sargon of Akkad was kicked. Last year, Lawrence Southern was also kicked off the platform. Regarding Milo, according to a Verge article, Patreon tweeted the following, Milo Yiannopoulos was removed from Patreon as we don't allow association with or supporting hate groups on Patreon. The Edge article goes on to say, Leaked emails have linked Yiannopoulos to white supremacists, and a 2016 video showed him singing karaoke in a bar while audience members, including white nationalist Richard Spencer, gave Nazi salutes. In the case of Sargon, I know he's made a number of controversial statements, and he kind of seems to get off on causing outrage or getting under people's skin, but I wasn't certain what it was that specifically got him kicked off of Patreon. According to Patreon, Benjamin, and, and that's his actual, his last name, is I'm not doxing here, it's well known, his, uh, his actual name is Carl Benjamin. Benjamin violated the site's rules on hate speech by using quote-unquote racial and homophobic slurs to degrade another individual. Then they offered a transcript from a YouTube video in which Sargon refers to members of the alt-right as white N-words, 
And yes, I am going to censor myself and say N-word because I already have enough to deal with. You guys can say the whole thing if you want. <laughs> or more specifically says they're acting like white N-words. And if you're not familiar with Sargon of Akkad, a.k.a. Carl Benjamin, he claims to be left-leaning or liberal, but I think it's easy to assume otherwise based on things like his support or defense of Donald Trump or his relentless war on so-called social justice warriors. As far as Lauren Southern goes, she was on a ship attempting to prevent migrants or refugees from docking or touching land. I'll read from a screenshot I took from a Jimmy Dore video I was watching earlier. And I guess this is originally from Splinter, uh, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles guy. When Patreon dropped Canadian alt-right YouTuber Lauren Southern last year, the CEO explained that the company didn't make the decision based on an aversion to Southern's politics, but rather their assessment that Southern was raising the funds for activities that could, in quotes, cause loss of life due to her involvement with Defend Europe, a far-right anti-immigrant campaign. So whether you agree with Patreon's characterization of these content creators or not, personally, as I think I said in that recent bonus episode, they're not really my cup of tea. I don't really find myself shedding tears for them or anything. Way back in the day, I did watch Sargon for a while, and I may have praised Milo as being entertaining in the past, even though I disagree with uh, much of his politics and his take on religion. That being said, not really too hot on any of them uh, anymore. Does that mean they deserve to be removed from Patreon? To be honest, I don't know what to think. I guess there's two questions we have to ask. One, does Patreon have the legal right, or are they in good legal standing banning these creators? Are their actions truly justified by their terms of service? I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea. And then secondly, is banning these content creators ethically the right thing to do? Should they have? And to me, it's subjective. I guess the first blush temptation is to decide based on your personal politics and your feelings for the creators in question. If you hate Sargon or whoever, chances are you might experience uh, at least some degree of schadenfreude upon hearing he or they got booted from the platform. But if we take a look at what they actually did, I think maybe Lawrence Southern's actions were the most extreme. Actually, you know, boarding a boat and helping to block migrants or refugees. Milo um, may have been palling around with Richard Spencer, but do I think Milo is actually a white supremacist? No, I think he's what he is, a gay, half-Jewish troll and provocateur. Uh, Sargon using inflammatory, racially insensitive language to try to call out the alt-right, ironically. Does that merit being booted? Uh, seems like a bit of a reach to me. I personally think the weird, I wouldn't even rape you comment he made to Jess Phillips was far more disturbing or distasteful than that. Wherever you personally come down on the issue or whatever your opinion of the individuals in question uh, is or are, as I said once again in that bonus episode, I definitely get why people find creators being deplatformed from a platform that's supposed to be a haven for content creators troubling or disconcerting. 
I've been joking that as someone who receives monetary support via Patreon, that I kind of have mixed feelings about supporters leaving the platform in protest. On the one hand, I support the principled stand, and I think there's value in trying to remind Jack Conti and crew uh, where their money comes from, from people who are kind enough to support content creators. And hey, if Patreon isn't going to treat content creators and their supporters right, we'll walk. I totally get that. On the other hand, as a struggling content creator, I'm like, well, I hope too many people don't leave. And full disclosure, I don't make much on Patreon. I have about 15 or 16 patrons and make between about 45 to 52 bucks a month. Uh, doesn't sound like a lot, but it helps me cover the cost of running the show. I pay about 20 bucks to Podbean every month, the site where I host the feed. I have an Adobe subscription, which I primarily use to work on the show, creating art for the episodes, etc. And I also use Adobe programs for freelance work here and there, in full disclosure. And I do harbor a dream that someday I might be able to make enough doing the show that I can make it my full-time job and stop swinging a hammer. Will that ever happen? I don't know. And I have to admit, this whole thing has urged me to engage in some self-reflection, asking myself if I'm on the right side or if I'm a sellout for not necessarily uh, taking a side, being too focused perhaps on myself and maintaining my own Patreon account. But I'm glad I'm not alone in a sense. I liked how honest Jimmy Dore was in that video I was watching earlier. He was very supportive of Sam Harris's stance on Patreon and praised him for making the principal decision to close his account. But at the same time, he was like, no, we're not closing ours. We need that money, man. I feel you, Jimmy. I feel you. Uh, and with that, I guess I'll call this a wrap. You guys know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter. You can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. If you want to help the show out monetarily, yes, you can go to patreon.com slash theweekendout and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month. If uh, you don't like Patreon, you can um, donate to the show via PayPal. There should be a PayPal widget at the bottom of the Podbean page. There's all that famous alliteration. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time. <laughs>